So Sandman throws down this emerald and it's covered in sand and then the sand grows little hands and like pokes the asshole teller guy in the eye. And like holds his eye open. And like I guess convinces him that it is that he doesn't have to keep bothering Sandman about not paying in cash. Anyway, it's just more stuff that if you are familiar with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you might be like, that looks sort of like a proto stand. Yeah, this... Yeah, these little weird ghost hands on things. Keep showing up on different characters. Yeah. Well, so far, actually, just on Sandman. Right. So Sandman's in the race, and then we get, you know, 30 minutes to start. Well, Sandman also says he's going to do the race on foot. Yes, which I assume. Important. Yeah, he he doesn't need any nose prints for a horse. He should do his own nose print. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. I'm Darius Kazemi. And I'm Courtney Stanton. And today we're going to talk to you about what is more important on a road trip, toilet paper or a teddy bear? A teddy bear, obviously. Yep. End of episode. Yep. All right. We, we explained it. <laughs> question asked, question answered. Today we are covering chapters four and five of the Steel Ball Run manga. And yeah, it starts with Araki once again finding any and all opportunities to draw cowboy shit. Both literally and figuratively. Oh, yes, yes, true. (laughs) But yeah, so it's like, here's some rope. Here's a cowboy boot. Here's something that's been, like, wrapped with buckskin laces. And, like, not... Here's a pocket knife. Here's Here's a cup you drink your cowboy coffee out of and then you know here's a muscular twink and chaps you know like it's just <laughs> cowboy everything, stuff everything that we've ever been promised uh from iraqi inserting cowboy crap into costume designs and everything else for like 30 years i love that this chapter doesn't really have a name like it kind of you know like early morning september 25th 1890 it's very like um the end of diamond is unbreakable just like <laughs> yeah. a, a date and time yeah because it hasn't the race hasn't started yet right yeah so it's like it's just setting up but yeah gyro is packing this is very i have a couple gyro friends. is packing sorry <laughs> <laughs> and and but i have a couple friends who've done like you know those like trail like the long appalachian trail yeah like that yeah. kind of stuff right, a friend who was going to do that this year but <laughs> LOL. Uh, instead but yeah so this thing of like trying to figure out what you actually need to bring and what's too heavy and all that stuff so gyro is starting to do the extreme logistics math of like do i need toilet paper right how much is this gonna weigh me down literally or can i just use a leaf and he decides he'll just use leaves. Same with uh, brushing his teeth. He's going to just use twigs for brushing his teeth, yeah. apparently. I mean, that sure. does seem like that's something people used to do. I'm glad I mean, that he's prioritizing. But you'd think that with, his, with his grills, though, you'd think it, he'd need something a little bit more hardcore. That's a good point. Nope. His, he's just, don't think about the oral hygiene of all these characters. <laughs> I'm thinking forward. about it. They're making me think about it. I know that's the thing. Is that's like this is like one of those things where it's like it just like with any historical stuff. I'm like, I, if you really think about how much all these people smelled, I don't want to. Gyro canonically does not have bathroom anxiety. Yeah, he's like, I'll poop anywhere. That's true. I'll wipe my ass with anything. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, he did only have one roll of toilet paper, so like yeah, how he eventually really was last? gonna get down to leaves. <laughs> so it really was a question of like am i gonna wipe my ass with leaves in a week or now. today yeah <laughs> yeah also seems to get rid of 
uh, either a compass or a pocket watch. A pocket watch and a book and a, Ink. a inkwell and, and a pen. We'll not be doing any journaling yeah. on this <laughs> trip. Nope. And then it's, you know, do you bring scissors or do you bring your teddy bear? And obviously anything that you would use scissors for, you can just use a knife for. Yeah. Duh. And the teddy bear is super cute. The teddy bear is super cute. Well, you can't like cuddle scissors. That's right. It wouldn't go well. That Tim Burton made a whole movie about that. <laughs> oh, right. And then we're on to Johnny getting physically dragged on the ground for, God, so many pages. But my important takeaway of the scene of Johnny trying to get on his horse and failing is that Johnny is wearing cargo pants. <laughs> Johnny was extremely fashion forward and then abruptly fashion backward. <laughs> yes. Uh, so... This reminds me of Jonathan Joestar in part one getting his ass beat by those bullies. Oh, and refusing um, to back off. And refusing to back off. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just one of those like he'll put up with any amount of like pain if it involves like getting to his goal, basically. Yeah, this yeah. reminds me of like Jorno dislocating his arm to do various things. Yeah. You know, all the arm dislocation that happens just yeah. generally. I like that Gyro is physically incapable of not posing like every single panel with him in it is just like a little magazine cover. Right. We find out that Johnny apparently doesn't feel pain or, or in his legs. Well, <laughs> the, the unreliable narrators who are narrating his, right, the two pieces of shit who are laughing at him. Yeah. Yeah. Say he must not be able to feel pain because he has like pieces of wood through his legs and stuff. But like for all we know, he can feel it. He just doesn't give a shit. We actually don't know. And then Sandman shows up. And unbeknownst to Sandman, he gets directions from the man who inspired him, the man with the balls. <laughs> the man who, I guess, left a bunch of Bibles around. Like, I'm, I'm not clear yeah. on if Gyro is also <laughs> the person who left all of the white man reading material. I mean, Gyro's, we, we established at the beginning of this chapter, Gyro's always jettisoning his crap. Yeah, so Sandman joins the race. Sandman apparently has no nipples. <laughs> these are the important points i'm just it's like we get the full upper and because i spent like a good five minutes staring being but like johnny also didn't have nipples when he was in the like evil hospital so are they both trans men who've had top surgery or i mean maybe maybe but and or iraqi just doesn't draw nipples iraqi I mean, doesn't draw iraqi feels the way about nipples as he does about butt cracks oh yeah they're unnecessary they he will do not, not be exist them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and will not be taking questions at this time yeah, just, <laughs> which we will see later because i think johnny and gyro are some of the most egregious examples of the lack of human the butt crack lower back well i think gyro usually is wearing some sort of like a like a leotard oh true situation so we can't see his lower back but johnny is as you can see, I mean, in this chapter, he's flashing midriff all over the place. And yeah, eventually we do see his butt a lot and or his, you know, his covered butt a lot. But what his pants would are be low his enough. Butt? Yeah. He really should have like upper cheek poking out. But instead, Iraqi is just like, these men have no ass cracks. <laughs> <laughs> and then Iraqi just like decides, I guess, that he's going to draw every possible crowd shot. Like, Look Jesus at these fucking, Christ. like, detailed-ass boats. I know. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's, I just love, even the boats are, like, storytelling. It's like, oh, there's there's Asian boats and European boats. Like, there's clearly people from all over the world yeah, here. Yeah, hanging out on this beach. And then just, like, 3,500 horses. He drew uh, all 3,500. Apparently. <laughs> That's why he had to take a year off to it's work true. on this. He's like, I'm going to spend a year drawing. 3,500 horses. <laughs> over and over again. And then also, so like they, they kick off 
the race, there's like a band and there's a speech <laughs> and there's the mini horse march, which I like before I read the the words and before my <laughs> eye moved over to the panel and even for a couple seconds after I was thinking like, oh, like little like when you go to like the petting zoo, the mini horses. Like Lil Sebastian. Yeah. yeah like, like Lil Sebastian. Right. That like, size. Yeah. That's what like, I was thinking too. You and put still. Like a grade schooler on it. And right. it's like, oh, yeah. look. It's Ch- like the. Like child size horses. Yeah. Little horses. No. So no I, these are ankle height. <laughs> I feel as though. <laughs> Someone made little saddles for them. The last, the last couple episodes, we were very like emphatic. We were like. No, this is an alternate timeline. Like, just believe us. Just believe us. It's totally and like different. now you know it has been confirmed because <laughs> there are tiny horses. This is an alternate timeline in which almost everything is the same, except in addition to normal size horses, there are also tiny horses. It's like if your My Little Ponies came to life. They're like that height. <laughs> this is the tiny horse timeline. And also, I, I, there's just a little visual thing, which is just they're running around in one panel, and then in the second panel, you just see one of them go do 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 off to the side like they got right. escorted away yeah um, but yeah they were just running in a circle They're around so steven cute. steel's feet i want them i'm frustrated we by need the fact. we need an entire manga issue about the mini horses did steven steel make them is that I like why meet... he's so rich maybe that's what chimeras are in this in this <laughs> instead of chimeras oh. they just make tiny animals i I want to know. I want to meet like whichever person died and then their like hell death job was like like <laughs> doing needlepoint for the tiny horse, the uh, tiny horse saddles. saddles. Yeah, because I assume detailed. it's like in that in that whole. Yeah, it's like someone category. who killed a tiny horse by stepping on it once, yeah. and and that's his. Uh, Which you could do because they're so little. <laughs> I want Aww. one. Okay, so yeah, so there's the the tiny horse march, and then Steven Steele does a. <laughs> God, it's it's just it's very it feels real like we <laughs> cu- we took a giant ball of 300 million year old ice from the antarctic and put the statue in it and we've taken we figured out that it will melt at the rate that the statue will be out of the ice on the day the race ends that is some like 1890s man over nature shit yes yeah. also this kind of like P.T. Barnum-esque showmanship was obviously like very, it was it was how these things got done. This was the equivalent of like a Steve Jobs keynote yes. in 1890. Yeah. And God, imagine of- if like instead of fucking the same shit every year, we got shit like <laughs> we pulled 300 million year old ice out and now you're going to watch it melt. Tiny yeah. horses. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. Tiny horses. Mini miniature horses. That will ride around with Apple branded saddles. Have people ever done something like this with the ice? Like, is it based on something or is it just based on oh, X Files and like great ideas? I don't know. It probably, probably was done at some point. I feel like if it was, this is, this is the tricky thing about this timeline is that we don't get so much of the like a Rocky narrator break in, like let me ground this in quote unquote reality right. stuff. Like let me tell you about the tiger bomb garden or whatever, you know, because it's not supposed to be right. quite so realistic. So we can't just get like a thing that tells me that's, you know, like a, at least a place to begin with the wiki search of like, where did Iraqi get the germ of this idea? Uh, and I love Steven Steele's dad joke. And I love that his 14 year old sketchy partner yep. claps for it. And everybody else is like, I want to fucking die. Look, yep. that's the job of the underage wife. Okay. 
That's why she's there. And again, <laughs> you may have questions. We're not taking questions. We will not be answering any <laughs> questions about her at this time. Uh, we'll get to her later. We get Mountain Tim. Mountain Tim. Mountain Tim. Your boy, Mountain Tim. You know, the way they talk about Mountain Tim, I always just feel like he's going to just like break off the page and do something cool. And instead, it's just like, there goes Mountain Tim. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that's so fundamental to Mountain oh, Tim. Like, yeah. All he is is, is Mountain like, Tim. Look, there, there he goes. There goes Mountain Tim. <laughs> He's a looker. Yeah. He sure is handsome, that That's, Mountain Tim. It's, you know, it's all I aspire to be. I want people to be like, what does Courtney do? Not much. <laughs> you know, there he, there goes. he goes. Look yeah. at him go. There he is. <laughs> Mount, Mountain Tim is like, what's his name? John Hamm's character in, in yes. 30 Rock, where yes. he's yeah. just like so yes. good looking, he doesn't he's have to do anything. Goals, man. Fucking yeah. goals. <laughs> He's actually um, just super dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just try to get dumber every day. Just, just on that himbo trajectory. Yes. Yeah. That's all I want. Mountain just, Tim is absolutely stop more like Mountain Timbo. things Am of right? me. Yes. Mountain Timbo. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, then we get, so yeah, so they're like, here's the famous people. This is also, uh, this is like really good setup because like very quickly some of these famous people just fucking eat it. Out yeah, of I mean, the you game. already, you, yeah. Avdol is yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abdul, Ermed um, Abdul, excuse me, not Avdol. <clears throat> Avdol. He's actually, it's not Avdol, so that's, but clearly whatever. Iraqi only can draw so many different character archetypes. Well, he was, he's doing callbacks on purpose. Yes, yeah, I mean, he obviously is. Let's be nice. Okay. Let's be nice to Iraqi. Okay. <laughs> He's he very drew nice all to these. Us. He drew thirty five hundred horses for us over and over again. And he's also he's really leveled up his like random extra character design. Like almost all these people have fairly unique faces and outfits. They're so detailed. If we were still using our old rule of thumb of like anyone with a character design must oh, be, we'd be an so enemy, thrown. yeah, we'd be fucked. Yeah, yeah. We you, would have no idea what was that. going You're, on. The Dobbin horse just drags Johnny to the starting line. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, gyro says like you made the right choice with that horse yeah yeah. yep because it's experienced and is not gonna like do some young horse bullshit i also <laughs> like that he's like all right i'm a zapelli you're a joe star we all have our roles to play in life so now i'm gonna say some cryptic inspirational shit and then my catchphrase and peace the fuck out because i'm <laughs> a zapelli you know it's just like yeah but but in past arcs like okay so if we think about other central friendships so you have your two Zapelli mm-hmm. people, and then you also have like Okuyasu mm-hmm. and, and like Takuin. Yeah, yeah. They all like you meet them with the po- with the exception of Caesar. Caesar's is a little more complicated. That's true. Yeah, yeah. and this is much closer to the Caesar. Yeah, Joseph where they're yeah. where they're. I mean, they're literally technically rivals when they start this because they're both in the race together. Right. right? And so, but, like, so you have, like, with Okuyasu and Josuke, like, there's one arc where, like, Okuyasu is bad, and then Josuke turns him to the good side, and now they're... I mean, it's the same as with Kakuin. That's the same. Yep. Yeah. Once exactly. you get the flesh butt out. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're used to these kind of, like, short arcs for the protagonist with their, like, friend person. Sorry, boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> Friend, person who is a boy. Yeah. I mean, it's a little more like Giorno getting to know the whole gang over the course of his 
time, right? Yeah. Like, Although the problem with using Vento Oreo as a reference here is that, first of all, it takes place over one week. As we learned. <laughs> <laughs> so it is nonsense. <laughs> I mean, we love Vento Oreo. Vento but Oreo is basically that one buddy arc where they yeah, exactly. meet, are in conflict, and then all their goals realign to be in the same direction. Yeah. And so here we have, like, already a couple hundred pages, right? Yeah. Of Johnny seeing Gyro and basically trying to get his attention and Gyro, like, jerking him around. Yeah. That's well, because Gyro – well, <laughs> not even, like – it's like he doesn't even have the attention to focus. That's sort of like I, – I like how when Johnny's in the practice ring – and Gyro's like, oh, I wasn't actually paying attention to him. I was just watch. I wasn't like watching, yeah. watching. It's just I was looking in this direction, and he happened. Right, some photons happened to bounce off of his body into he my was eyeball, in yeah. my <laughs> line of sight. So I guess I have an opinion. Whereas Johnny is like that guy. Like the only reason Johnny is entering the race is to get Gyro's attention, and Gyro is entering the race to win. Like they don't want the same thing yet. Right. And so, yeah, it's cool. It's also interesting. I think it's the first JoJo other than part four where there isn't like anything evil afoot that we know of. Yeah. The only tension is the race it's and the who's going to win the race. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like with part four at this time, the attention is like. Someone's murdering children. There's Angelo. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, all right. We have Angelo. So yeah. yeah. But Angelo was like a fake out. Whereas like the race yeah. is not a fake out. The race right. is going to continue to be a reason for people to move from point A to point yeah. B for the next thousands yeah. and thousands but, of pages. But st- I mean, Angelo is a fake out in one sense, but in another sense, he does fucking kill. Yes. That's Joseph true. Kay's yeah. And so you wouldn't right, know so. he's a fake out at the beginning. That's Whereas true. Whereas now we have, there's no villain right now. The villain is. Is your own yourself. It's a mystery. Johnny <laughs> encounters Ch- Gyro's balls and is like, yeah. I want to know more. And that's the mystery. Right. Yeah, I want like, to touch his balls again. I will I will get on this horse. I want to I learn the secret anything. of his balls. How do his balls work? If you take me off this horse to try to touch Gyro's balls, I will set myself on fire and <laughs> I die. I will kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> I need to touch his balls. Yeah. So are we, I think I'm done making that joke. Um, but it's not but, a joke. No it's, no, it's true. That's that's the thing. It's sometimes I'm like, it's, it, it literally is that obvious. This uh, is but, like someone's going to review the podcast and be like, they, keep they think they're funnier about than balls. they are because they keep saying that Johnny's only motivation for the race is to touch Jairo's balls. But that's literally his motivation. Have you read the manga? Yeah. Because <laughs> that is his motivation. But the thing is, is that it's more of a like sports manga or sports ma- anime style tension of like you and your own endurance and your yeah. own skill. Like that's the hurdle. Yeah. Against other people's best performance, which is, I mean, like so many of these sequences are just, it, it's like very strong. Like it reminds me of Yamushi pedal because it dilates the same way where it's like they're traveling a thousand meters, which is not that far on a horse. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. And yet it's like a whole issue. <laughs> right. In this issue, they're traveling yeah. a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Also it's, it's similar to Yamushi pedal because there's also like the pendulum swings real, real fast with no explanation between like, horse racing facts that are maybe actually true and like some supernatural bullshit is going on because someone has a technique yeah and you're like wait what (laughs) yeah like like yeah fucking onada's cadence you know where it's just like everyone yeah but it and it's also like it means it's straight up like sports manga rules like two characters on 
fast moving, loud vehicles, in this case, horses, are going to have a conversation. Right. You know, just totally like you That's do. Right. We're within 500 feet of each other. We can have a quiet conversation. That is apparently going to take zero time. Because then, like, we're going to have this, like, back and forth, and then one of us is going to take an action. Like, it's just... it's Look, just because Araki <laughs> isn't technically writing Shonen anymore doesn't mean he can't employ the techniques that yeah. he learned, oh, a.k.a. Yeah. Shonen Huge time. Huge Shonen time. Yeah, so much Shonen time. But, like, but this would normally be fights, and instead of fights, for a long time, we're going to yeah. have races. Right. So And so, right. basically, at the end of issue four, the race officially kicks off. The people are off and running. Johnny's gotten on his horse. We've learned some horse facts. We've learned some horse facts. And it's all it's all good. It, the race is afoot. Yeah. Araki draws, oh God, so many horses, so many times. Oh, right. We learn about the, the checkpoints. Yeah, yeah. So, in issue five, we start to learn about the checkpoints. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have almost no notes on issue five because it's yeah. all race. Well, I issue five, so first stage, 15,000 meters. We're here, finally. Right. Yeah, we learn about the nine checkpoints to New York. We get some balloons because everyone in the 1890s was real into, like, aerialism, like I being love, in the air. I love every one of these, like, aerial establishment balloon shots that yeah. he draws. They're just so good. It's also, like, his weird shorthand, because there's going to be a lot of people, not just Johnny, mostly Johnny, but not just Johnny, narrating the action. God bless, because otherwise... I would have yeah. no idea what yeah. is going on. It's I feel like it's his way of getting around the fact that nobody has a phone. But so it's <laughs> sort of like reporters report like doing like a on-scene report, but they're like in a fucking balloon. And so one would think they would just be sort of like taking pictures and writing notes, but instead they're going to talk out loud so that we all know what's happening. Right. I mean, maybe they're talking over like radio transmission something or other like Did they I don't have know radio? How, uh not in 1890. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah, they had wire. They had like. Um, oh, okay, they had, so they would they have telegram. to be like dragging a wire behind. They had telephone too, but like radio, like two way radio was not a thing. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, again, I'm going to reference that Black Butler issue that is supposedly set in Victorian England, where people have cell phones. Like, you know, you could do whatever the fuck right. you want. I mean, also, <laughs> did they have miniature horses? Because if they did, right? Yeah, that's the thing. I want to like, go back in time. Anyway, that time. I really appreciate. Johnny's narration in particular because yes. in addition to it cluing us in about a lot of like good horse facts from the perspective of his expert jockey uh background yeah it also does a lot of characterization work without having like it's it's very show not tell like because pretty much all we know about Johnny up to this point is like his reputation and the fact that he was a shitbag yeah and, but like he was an extremely good jockey yeah he right. won the Kentucky Derby at 16. Yeah, like now we're learning that because he knows like all this shit. Right. Somehow, like no one, I don't know if it's just because he's studying gyro so closely, but like no one else seems to be noticing that gyro is using these balls all the yeah. time for stuff. Uh, and I, I don't know if it's just like Johnny is because he's so obsessed with gyro or if it's because I, mean, Johnny... I think it's I think it's because Johnny's the only person whose actual goal in the race is to follow gyro, whereas right. everybody else is like trying to win. That's true. They're just racing. They're racing. They're basic. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. There's the, Johnny's lower back just flashing. <laughs> we learn about a time bonus that you get if you make it to the, basically the first 15,000 meters are set up as a sprint. And if you win the sprint, then you get a one-hour time bonus and $10,000. So, you know, for whatever that's worth, it's basically, it's basically, I mean, if I were promoting this, I would do it too. It's like, well, it's a huge long race, but let's make the first 
10 minutes of it. Super exciting. Yeah. Also, like, as you saw on the checkpoint map, I believe there is a checkpoint, like, at the beginning of New York and yeah. then, like, the finish line. So Right. So there's a sprint at the end and a sprint yeah, at the beginning. Which is why, like, the hour makes as much a, of a difference, a difference as they're talking yeah. about because they'll have another one. So, yeah. And then, like, almost immediately people start, like, running into each other and knocking each other out. Well, gyro, it's it's partly because Gyro jumps. Yeah. He just jumps out ahead. He, he like, defies all logic and is just going at 100% right out the gate and then that spooks the horses and then that causes collisions um except for diego diego shows up dio diego Brando, aka dio there he is uh with his little hat which has his nickname dio in springy letters <laughs> they're like phone charms or something yeah right? yeah but like but they they sit upright so they kind of are always bouncing around it's they're i love them and abdul Avdol. A.U. <laughs> Avdol. Yeah, A.U. Avdol. Uh, jumping out, also going after him. We learned so many things about camels. Camel cadence. So many things about horses. Uh, having having been on a camel, I mean, it definitely has a weird loping, like, yeah. like walking style Are to it. Are they twice that a horse as tall as horses? Yeah. Are their legs yeah. twice as long? They're... Essentially, yes. They're in, it's, it's terrifying to be up on a camel if you're afraid of heights, which I am. Aww. That's horrible. But I assume Abdul is not because yeah, he's guess. racing on one. Um, but then, oh, I just realized he's literally a camel jockey. Oh God! Wait, what does that mean? It's a racist. It's a racist. It's a derogatory term, term for, for a Middle oh, Eastern wow. person. Yeah, like we were saying before. Like that's the thing. This isn't. This isn't like weird old timey racism. This is like it's like this is two thousand four post nine eleven racism. Yeah, this is like. But it's, but it's from a Japanese guy, so it's like. But still, dude, what the fuck are you yeah. doing? What the fuck? Wow. This is like that time when I made Darius watch Lost and when the last spoilers for the end of Lost, the Middle Eastern guy blows himself up and Darius turned to me and was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I, I forgot about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, big time. <laughs> Again, uh, immediate post 9-11 America. Ugh. Yeah, no, Abdul. But he isn't in the race for very long because somehow, and this is where, let's explain, Gyro uses his ball to like sense the location of a patch of cacti that is not visible. Yeah, like it's we're, starting a rock. To, we're starting to see that his balls maybe have some kind of capabilities beyond just torque yeah like something's going on with them but we don't know what yet yeah it's not just they don't just lift things but it's like so it's like he, he throws the ball into the rock and it spins and like the dust flies up and it's almost honestly like dapio's hair visions but instead of hair it, visions you know like in the anime where Dap the way that they have like dapio get his like oh yeah weird information is in his hair it reminds me of like how tough feels things in Avatar. Avatar. Yeah, the last I think Air that's Avatar. closer. Johnny does compare it to like knocking on a melon to see if it's right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like he hits the rock and somehow that the that lets him see what's behind the rock, yeah, which in like this some, case is the some, cacti. It's some kind of sonar through vibrations right, basically. Right. But like, then the dust depicts that as an image. Right. I'm I that's well, that as close could as I can be, get. That could be a Rocky like trying to show us a visualization of it. Because as the readers of this comic. Yeah. We don't know if that's literal, um, but maybe it is. But yeah, so that's how Gyro knows to avoid going straight. And and 
and he also and he, yeah he lured he actually tricks Abdul into going into the cactus, and they even yeah and then he's that's he's out of the race he's permanently out of the race apparently I mean I guess I might be too it looks very painful uh, yeah I guess camels are really big so if they fall while running my guess is that. Yeah. You can't then travel on them across the entire country. <laughs> this is also where we see um, the ball that Gyro threw, like, comes back to him like a magic boomerang. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's it, like he catches it. That's yeah. right. There's something special about these yeah. balls. Yep. And yeah, <laughs> I'll take whatever I can get except for diseases. Thank you, Gyro. Yeah. Thanks, Gyro. Oh, and we actually do see Johnny does say that he noticed that the image showed in the dust of the rocks. Oh, so okay. it does At least happen Johnny saw it. like in the world of the comic. It's not just for us. So it's fucking weird, but I'm into it. And that's the end of, of chapter five, chapter five. Yeah. yeah. And that's the end Yo, of ho, ho. this episode. Final thoughts. I mean, RIP. Abdul. RIP Abdul. I wonder if the entire race will be told at this pace. Just 1,000 1, meters at a time. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do have 4,000 pages of manga, so maybe. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it kind of could. Love Gyro. I still love that basically Gyro is the main character at this point. Like Johnny is there to spectate yes. Gyro. Jo- Johnny is is the speed wagon right now. He is just looking at Gyro. Yeah, or the cool Koichi. Yeah. yeah, and going like, oh my God, this is amazing. For our next episode, if you're following along with the manga, we are going to be covering issues 6, 7, and 8. That's The Dried Up River, Poco Loco and Sandman, and Crossing the Forest. See you next week. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora, Ora, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Gyro would leave for a teddy bear. 